Hi, I'm Donna Rudolph, the founder of Teeny Tiny Treatments. Welcome to Teeny Tiny Talks, a platform where we have tiny conversations with individuals who are changing the world and raising children at the same time. Julie is the founder and executive director at Tech NYC, an organization representing New York's fast-growing entrepreneurial tech industry. Julie is a frequent commentator on technology and policy issues for national media. She has filed briefs with the Supreme Court and testified before congressional committees. Julie is involved in many efforts to support the entrepreneurial ecosystem here in New York City, as well as efforts to support the city itself, like the recently launched New York Forever campaign, which I can't wait for her to talk about. She has been named one of Crane's New York 40 Under 40 and one of New York City's 50 Most Powerful Women. She lives in New York City with her husband and two little boys, ages five and three. I should also mention that Julie was my roommate in college. She is the easiest person to share a bed with. And amongst her qualities of integrity and intelligence, I would put modesty high up on the list. Hi, Julie. Hi, Dee. It's so good to see you. Great to see you. Welcome. I wish we were in the same place. Oh, so do I. I just, I just want to hug you. I, I just want to hug you. Okay, so a few things. I just have to get this out of the way. Yep. So um, I just, I did an intro that you obviously didn't hear, um, where I discuss a few things about you. And amongst the qualities that I discussed about you, the one that really sticks out to the most to me is the fact that you're actually so modest. So I'm just going to set the stage. It's true. I know you're going to be embarrassed about it, but Julie and I, 2016, taking a walk. Julie and I take lots of walks together. We were walking in Central Park, and I think that we're such good friends. We're so close. And I wake up on a Monday morning to this front cover of the New York Times technology section, Julie Samuels. You just forgot to mention it to me. And some time goes by, and then... All of a sudden, I'm taking another walk with Julie. She also fails to mention that Julie is one of the most powerful women in New York. I didn't know you were in the top 50 most powerful women. Number 50. Uh, number 50. It doesn't matter. It, the point is that you never tell me any of these things. Well, and then it's like, awkward to bring up. How do you bring it up? I know, but we're not, like we're such good friends. We are such good friends. Like, I, could I somehow find out either from someone else or from opening a newspaper. Those are the only ways I find out. So I just feel like this really speaks to your character. I so that's the first thing I want to say. I appreciate that. I feel a little awkward, but in, I know. Like, in a warm, fuzzy I, way. I just feel like does. these things have to be said. No, wait, I have to say one thing first. Yeah. I have to say like, those things are not, they're not me. Things like they're not me. And there's this like thing in the world where. Yes, I know. That those things aren't like who I am. And right. I am lucky to have you as a friend and other people in my life who like, actually know me Correct. and those things are all just like part of the part of being in business yeah part of being in right. business totally. part of being in business I think that like there's so much pressure to show this like I have it all together I'm this and I'm that and like I totally don't and I'm not and I have to por portray that for professional reasons but that's not like if you just read those Things, you would think I was a total rock star. So like if all goes according to plan, you have two little boys, ages five and three, right? Yeah. If yeah. all goes according to plan, what? how does your day look? This is this is what a perfect day looks like. The only reason I can do what I do is because I have a lot of help. Mm -hmm. And I also think that people who kind of portray this like successful image 
and don't talk about that are doing a total disservice to other moms. Like mm -hmm. I can do this because I have a lot of people, mostly other women who help me take care of my children. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So my perfect day starts when my babysitter gets here at 7.15. Lately, it is usually like, like this morning, I woke up in our queen size bed with my husband who's 6'3", I'm 5'8", and two kids. <laughs> and we are sardines. And then our babysitter, our nanny, who's part of our family. In the bed with you. Right. <laughs> Luckily not in bed with us. And the kids get up. And she dresses them and she feeds them. I walk the older one to school with my dog. Right. Which is amazing. And you also have another living thing in your Yeah. Room. So the dog and I walk the older kid to school. Okay. On a perfect day, the weather's not, the weather's nice. The dog and I will stay out for a little bit longer and okay. walk in Central Park which is like my, yeah, it's like the only time I feel like I'm alone. The dog is super good. You know, before 9am dogs don't need leashes in central park. So she like runs around and chases squirrels and I like get some fresh air <laughs> and it's great. And sometimes I'll pick up a cup of coffee on the way home or I'll come home and make a cup of coffee. And then I'll start my work day between nine and nine 30. Okay. I got a Peloton during COVID. That is my other part of my perfect day. I will find time to get on that bike and work until my sitter leaves depending on the day of the week. And I try and go out, I try and do something social one one night a week during COVID. Usually when it's not COVID, I'm out two or three nights a week at work events. I usually like running to meetings with all different people. So I try and make it a point to at least once a week, see someone I don't live with, ideally for wine or a martini outside, but I'll take coffee. Um, and that helps. So that's my perfect day. Has, has it been a little bit of a relief to not have work events? Yeah, I thought I was so, at the beginning, I was so worried. I thought I would miss the events so much. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. totally been a relief. Yeah. Yeah. Now you don't, you don't need them. You have clubhouse. Are you yeah. clubhouse? Not yet. <laughs> should be. An invitation. Um, do you think that, do you run your household, how you run your business? No. Are you the CEO? No. Some of it is actually pretty, um, like, gender stereotypical and I don't love it because like I don't want to show my kids that it's gender stereotypical but yeah, it's just right. he does a lot of the financial stuff which is great because that stuff really stresses me out yeah um yeah. sometimes I feel like if I were a stronger person I would say like I need to build this up in myself like I need yes. to build more characters yeah. so I should do it but and I'm like sorry I'm so damn tired like who has time right a new skill and I, I mean I, otherwise you know I all the kids stuff like right I make sure that they have clothes. I make sure the clothes that fit them. I make sure that, you know, the appointments are scheduled. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You don't need to, you know, we have, I have the scaffolding around me that it's all fine. My kids are safe, but I can't stop thinking about it. I'm just like trained to think about those things constantly. Do you feel guilty? Yeah, all the time. Also, like he locks the door to his office. Our kids since COVID, they, right. his office, my bedroom. Right. Like, they don't bother daddy when he's right. never. The second they're home from school, they're like yeah. in here on me. Yeah. And he's like, just lock the door. And I'm like, I can't lock the door. What if they want to say hi? Right. Right. I mean, I totally could lock the door. There are other grownups here taking care of them and playing right. with them who are like loving and wonderful, but I would never lock the door. Never. Right. Never. I often, I often say to my husband, I mean, he's also wonderful and hands on, but sometimes when I've had one of those days and they just want me, I'm like, it's time to make yourself more appealing. Yeah. <laughs> Turn it on, make yourself really appealing right now. Cause mommy is done, done, yes. done. Yeah, I, go out. I walk the dog or I work out during COVID. Like I, I get a moment alone. Right. I think, um, my husband is like a real, he wants to fix all the problems. 
And sometimes I just don't want it to be fixed. Sometimes I just like want to be upset for five minutes. Yeah. You know, I just like, right. so I, I like a walk. I, I need to like, what about, what about an emergency with your children? Who's first, who's first, who's the first responder? The schools all call me first, but often he's had to deal with them too. Cause they'll call mm -hmm. him right after. Yeah. I'm the first. And there's been a couple times. There's one day this year where um, my younger son had a cold and had to be picked up from school and I like couldn't get, and I was like frantic. And I was like, Josh, you have to go now. And Josh like ran, you know, which was like, he just had a runny nose, but it's COVID. So like yeah. everything is. Oh, runny nose is alarming. Yeah. yeah. In COVID. Right. Yeah. Are you, are you doing what you thought you'd be doing? No, I'm absolutely not. You know, this job, this specific job didn't even exist. I started it, but even so, I don't even think I knew what this kind of career looked like. But all that said, um, I don't think I ever knew. I don't think I had a vision. I, this, this was what I remembered. I, I grew up in a house. My parents are immigrants. We knew nothing about sports. And I came to college and met Julie and she knew football like mm -hmm any guy I have met who could understand and explain football to me, but I had never met females who were nothing more than adoring fans pretending to like football and wearing a sweatshirt to impress somebody, right? Like you actually knew the ins and outs of football. In fact, um, and I'm going to date myself, but we're both from Chicago. And in 1985, the Chicago Bears won the Super Bowl. It was very exciting. It was very exciting. This was we like, were very young. We were don't date yourself. No, we were very, young. I know we were very young, but I remember it. And I still, I memorized the Super Bowl shuffle. They yeah. wrote this song called the Super Bowl shuffle. This would put TikTok to shame. They would have been a viral sensation. This was like way before any viral video. And, and every child in Chicago bought the cassette tape. No, the VHS, the VHS. But I also had it on cassette. Oh, and, that's cassette. Good, yeah. and I put it in my boom box. Okay. So everybody owned this the Super Bowl shuffle. It was a really big deal that they were going to the Super Bowl, Super Bowl. And of course they won. And Julie knew everything about it. Of course, she brings the VHS tape to college, to our yeah. university. And I mean, like, you know, to quote Blanche Dubois, the gentleman callers would like be knocking on the door. I mean, Julie was like, whatever. But so many people were like, oh my God, you have a VHS tape of the Super Bowl shuffle and you can talk sports and you could, and I thought you'd be a sports commentator. No, I don't I even watch football anymore. What'd you say? I you don't, don't watch, watch football. Really? Anyways, I thought you'd be a sports commentator. So mm -hmm. did you, so was law school sort of an afterthought? Um, well, okay. So after college, I worked for a year in DC yeah. and then I came to New York, obviously. Um, and I was doing work in the first amendment space. Uh, and this was like in 2000, 2001, 2002. And thinking about what freedom of speech was going to look like online, what the future of news was going to look like online obviously really timely right now, but in 2000, 2001, 2002, you know, still pretty early. Um, and I, I realized, I think that in order to kind of progress in that field, I would have had to go to law school. So it, I went to law school because I wanted to be a first amendment lawyer. I am neither a first amendment lawyer nor a lawyer actually. If you could give your 18 year old self advice. Yeah people, women in particular, they kind of grow up thinking there's a path they have to take in part, but the idea that there are so many ways to be happy, they right. could. like it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to look like what you've always thought it would look like. And that's okay. Um, 
do you, is there a difference between how people perceive you? I mean, we talked about this a little bit at the beginning and how you perceive yourself. So like what I'm really asking is, are you faking it sometimes? Yes, all the time. Close the gap. Do you think it has to do with being a woman? I think that's probably a big part of it. Um, Most women I know struggle with some kind of imposter syndrome. Um, You know, most of us feel like we're faking it most of the time or at least some of the time. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, I think we all have that. I think we, I wish I had less of it. Do you but sometimes like, I'm glad I have it too, honestly. Are, I mean, it's interesting because the field I'm in, I'm either dealing with people from the tech world who are getting involved in politics or people in politics who are learning more about tech. And odds are, I know more about the other. Like I, I know more about politics than most of the tech people I talk to. And I know more about tech than most of the politicians I talk to. But if you flip that, I don't. Like, (laughs) I don't know more about tech than the tech people. And I don't know more about politics than the politicians. So it's a lot of context shifting and reminding myself when I flip the context, I do know more. Um, I do know more, like, you know, room full of tech CEOs. I actually do know more about state and city politics than you do. What I have to keep reminding myself is that when we shift content, there are things where I am the expert in the room yeah. and to know when that moment is and to be heard in that moment. And then to know, by the way, when, when, when it's not, like when I am around people who know more about something than I do. I think that's part of your appeal. Well, I do. Yeah. You have to say that, you're my friend. No, yeah. <laughs> it's the truth. It's the truth. Um, what about with your children? Oh, I have no idea what I'm doing. And I, I have to give myself some credit. I don't get super wrapped up in like the mommy wars, the school, that, like that stuff I've been able to compartmentalize. I mean, I get, I, know I am not above it. I'm not, but I don't care as much. I think you're pretty above it. I think you're above it. I mean, I'm not entirely above it. Don't I get know. me wrong. I know there's like moments of not being above it, but you're pretty above it. I just don't give it. Can, oh, can I swear? Like, are we allowed yeah. to swear? Like, I just yeah. don't give a shit. I just, yes, I have so yes. much other shit in my life. I have yes. to care about, and right. like, I obviously check in with their teachers, right. but right. like, right. I feel like I have worked very hard. My husband's worked very hard to give these kids a lot of opportunity yeah. and they're going to be fine. Like, is there, fine. is there anything, is there any difference between how you were raised and how you're raising your children? Oh, I mean, there's in many ways, yes. And in, I guess in many ways, no. I mean, you know, my mom didn't work. She took care of us all the time. Right. I work all the time. And there are things that are, you know, non-negotiable. Like I do not miss a doctor's appointment. Mm -hmm. I have canceled all kinds of work things like that stuff is really important to me. And I think it's because I very clearly remember my mom always being there for those things. Sacred. Yeah. What else is sacred? Certain school things though we had. So my kids are so young. We had so few of them before COVID that it's hard to remember. (laughs) But those, you know, things like where the parents come to school, um, all that stuff. Uh, The one thing I struggle with a bit is I have this, um, when when both Josh, Josh and my husband, both Josh and I, well, you know, but are really busy at work. He is very... I'm really lucky that Josh has worked around really strong women at a lot of points in his career. And he's always been so supportive of me working a lot. And he is the first one to say, well, let's get more help. Let's get another babysitter. And I feel like, no, I don't want any more babysitters. Like there, there is a certain amount of hours where I want to make sure our children are with someone they're related to. Yeah. yeah. So the weekends we spend, I guess what is sacred then is the weekend. We don't 
even pre-COVID, we don't heavily schedule our weekends. We're not, my kids aren't in a bunch of activities. Yeah. Um, they're not in a bunch of sports or whatever yet. I think that as they get older, we'll probably inevitably have more of that, but we hang out on the weekends. Um, I'd like to do a speed round with you. Yes. Okay, you ready? Yeah, I'm a little nervous. Oh, don't be. What's your go-to app? I would tell you, I would want people to think it's the New York Times, um, but <laughs> it's often Twitter. <laughs> okay, that's fine. What's your greatest parenting hack? Oh, I mean, I don't think I have any hacks, but the, the thing I have is a lot of help. And to not be- That's a hack, Julie, that's a hack. That's, that's a hack. Like, and to not, and, to, and I wish more people, I said this already, I wish more people talked about how yes. much help it takes. Yes. No, I agree. I agree. Can you tell me what your favorite tech company is? You're allowed to um, there are so many companies who are building things that are, like part of why I was attracted to tech to start is because it's got this real thread of optimism. Yes. Of yes. problem solving. Yeah. Give me one of those. Yeah. I mean, there's one here in New York called Propel that helps people get access to food stamps through an app, which is like awesome. a system that is, is impossible to navigate. It's not impossible to navigate, but people like, you know, have to wait in line, you have to call and, you know, things that make life easier for real people. Yeah. What's your best go-to dinner? Um, I or always order sushi. Um, we actually like pizza is really the pizza or pasta is the only thing that, that all four yeah. of us will eat. Is your glass half empty or half full? Oh, half full. Okay. Yeah. Do you think that people have a predisposition towards positivity and optimism? I do. Um, and I, as I've gotten older, I sometimes think I'm maybe a little bit less optimistic, mm -hmm. I'm a little bit more of a, I don't want to say a realist, but maybe a little bit more of a realist, but I think that's okay. Yeah. I think, but I also think it's like an, it's like a muscle. You have to exercise it. Yes. You have to exercise oh. optimism. Absolutely. I totally agree. Okay. Um, and right now I'm reading um, a book called, I think it's called Why We Can't Sleep. It's not a novel. It is, you have to read it. It's um, about Gen X women and midlife crises. Oh, that's so interesting. I'm not yeah. happy yet, but I'm sure I'm going to. Um, yeah. What is the best show you watched in the past year? We do not watch a lot of shows, but we just finished The Crown. Okay. Kindle is my favorite piece of technology ever yeah. invented. Okay. Oh, cool. It. That wasn't one of my questions, but thanks yeah. for asking it. That's a good parenting hack, Julie. Yeah, especially, that's a good parenting hack. Especially people, especially people who have children who are like, you need to stay with me till I fall asleep. Yeah. Which I, I've well. heard from many people. Um, Wait, one other parenting hack I just thought of. Yeah. The dog is actually a bit of a hack, parenting hack, because the dog needs to be walked. I know you say that, but you had a dog pre-kid. We had the dog first. I, training a dog while having young children will be impossible. This is a thing that I do. It is not about you at all. And you need to leave me alone. And I walk the dog. And one of my family loves the dog. She like- is Are they invited to come on the walk? Usually not. Every <laughs> once in a while. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like right. in the summer when it's nice weather sometimes. Right. But no, like that's my thing. That's yeah, my thing. I, I walk that. that dog yeah. by myself. This is more of a Julie hack. Like when I didn't ever have time for myself, especially when you're the boss at work, you yeah. know, like from the second I wake up until the second I go to bed, there are at least two people pretty much at every second of the day who need something from me. And it right. is exhausting. Right. Like if the dog needs to go out, I can tell everyone to fuck off. <laughs> I guess if it's not a dog, it's something that is, you have to yeah, create a thing. That's right. non-negotiable. A non-negotiable space of time that's yours. That, um, you have one minute to plug yourself. Tell us everything you're doing and where we can find you. Oh my gosh, one minute. Well, okay, you can find me obviously at techNYC.org. Okay. Okay. I'm on Twitter. Okay. E. Samuels. 
come out of all the things is Julie P. Samuels. Um, I'm just part of a team that launched a new nonprofit called New York Forever. Okay. It exists to help um, the rebuilding of a more equitable New York post-COVID. Super passionate about this. Uh, New York Forever or nyforever.nyc. We're asking people to take a pledge to New York. Um, it's kind of a side project, like a, a labor of love. I'm part of a bigger team that helped pull that together, but I'd really... Uh, yeah, it's, it's great. Um, it's on Instagram. Um, we've got a lot of really interesting people involved. It's really just a moment for us all to kind of come together and, and like loudly commit ourselves to the rebuilding of New York. Thank you so much for joining us today. Well, I could sit and talk to you all day. I know I can talk to you all day too. I am so appreciative that you're here. And I know that so many people are going to get so much out of this. Thank you, Dee.